Welcome to Truth Jihad Audiovisual. I'm Kevin Barrett, waging the all-out struggle for truth by way of the internet airwaves since 2006, bringing you the best people from all around the world who have important things to say that the mainstream doesn't want you to know. Let's go to one of my favorite, well, I used to call him a whistleblower, and he said, don't call me a whistleblower, so I stopped calling him a whistleblower, but he's an, an expert who used to be somewhat on the inside and definitely isn't anymore. That would be Peter Koenig. He used to work for the World Bank, but not anymore. Now he works against the World Bank and the rest of the uh, corrupt oligarchs who run the show, and he's got a lot to say about the uh, move towards the multipolar world and all sorts of other things, so let's go to it. Welcome, Peter. How are you? Fine. Thank you very much, uh, Kevin. Thanks for having me again. I'm happy to be with you. Yeah, it's good to have you back. It's been a while, not that long of a while, but a bit of, bit of a while. And so let's see, your latest stuff that I've seen has been about the, the multipolar world rejecting the empire's dictates and refusing to go along with the sanctions on Russia. And that's, of course, a, a world historic import. And I think I saw also something you posted recent, very recently, last day or two, about the effort to, you know, this pandemic treaty that the World Health Organization is trying to bring in to force a one-size-fits-all response to any future scamdemics or biological attacks or whatever they are, um, and kind of take over a lot of the sovereignty that used to rest with individual nations. And I think you highlighted uh, RFK Jr.'s uh, piece on that. So which topic or what topic uh, do you want to talk about? I'm ready to hear anything you have to say. Well, anything, but I think maybe what is the most important right now is that people know about the, the World Health Organization's uh, attempt to grab uh, worldwide power over, over the population with this uh, newly uh, modified international health regulation which has as a very intimate uh, uh, condition in it is this pandemic treaty. And under this, if this, this is going to go to uh, World Health Assembly vote, World Health Assembly meets in the week of uh, the 10 days following uh, the 21st of this month, 21st of May. And I think the vote was scheduled uh, on the 24th of May. Uh, by the World Health Organization on exactly this treaty, the what they call uh, IHR and pandemic uh, treaty. Now, if this is accepted by two thirds, then WHO would have uh, total power over every one of the 194 member states of uh, WHO, meaning um, more than the United Nations, basically the whole United Nations. And uh, that means that they would have uh, power over all health issues of these countries uh, over and above the sovereignty of countries, which uh, they could do whatever they wanted. They could declare tomorrow that uh, the flu is a pandemic and needs to be forced vaccinated, everybody. You know, we are living in an age where uh, the Great Reset, so we have to make always a connection to the Great Reset as an agenda. And one of the points of the agenda is uh, population, massive population reduction. And this, uh, as we have been seeing coming, uh, has happened or is, is still happening with, uh, with, with these false uh, vaccinations, which have nothing to do with vaccination at all. So if this happens, then they can control the world population and the vaccination could actually be carried out by force. 
as has already happened in uh, many countries. They put out legislation to do that uh, uh, by force. And uh, the latest I have seen that uh, that uh, uh, the, 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 the Clinton daughter is uh, working with WHO to uh, to actually start on a campaign of force vaccinating every kid. Uh, this is uh, this is very dramatic, and I think we should we should be aware of that and use the. That, last that's Chelsea Clinton is doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I just read an article about that a couple of days ago. Uh, that she links up with the uh, with the World uh, Economic Forum and and with WHO on uh, having every child in the world uh, vaccinated, and she calls it force vaccinated. And according to the World Organization's uh, this pandemic treaty, force vaccinated uh, could be mean by enforced by the military. So uh, we are really, really going into a very, very uh, tough period if, if all this happens. As I said, I think they need a two-thirds majority to, to get that through. Of course, there is no international law which uh, would be a basis for something like that. Such a power grab doesn't exist. That's why uh, the elite has uh, now started, uh, as you have, may have uh, seen, most people seen, they call it no longer law. They call it rules-based orders. And uh, what we are really facing here is a rules-based world, one world order, uh, which is uh, run by an elite and dictated by, uh, by the World Economic Forum, which, of, it, which it's in itself is just an executing branch of uh, of. of, of of big finance, I would call it, and, and, and of, uh, uh, you might call it a diabolical cult. That's what I do very often, and I think that's what it is, to take over the world and to, to control every one of us as long as we are still alive. Is that so-called rules-based order uh, fully global, though, because that phrase is used mainly by leaders of the American empire or the Anglo-Zionist empire, as some call it. And they're the ones who are making the rules uh, as they go along. But the Russians are pushing back against this and mocking the term of the rules-based order as they should be. And, and the Chinese obviously are not interested in it either, much less the Iranians. And now it seems, as you pointed out in your article, um, about what, 80% plus of the world's countries representing more than a third of the world's population isn't going along with the rules-based order and its rules on sanctions versus Russia. So my question is, do these Western banksters really control the world or do they actually only control a declining portion of the world, namely the West? That's exactly true. They, they control the West. And, uh, and uh, yes, of course, fortunately, I mean, we have, we have a growing uh, force in the East and that's uh, led by uh, China and Russia. And they are of course against uh, the world-based, uh, the, the, the rules-based order, especially a one world order, they are for a multipolar world. And uh, that leads us into, into the subject of a, of a multipolar versus a, a one world uh, order. But, but, but then and why, 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 aren't they, why aren't they more vociferous in opposing the WHO. You, we don't hear much about Russia or China or Iran opposing the WHO. Well, I've just recently, I think you're right. Uh, and I'm also a little bit disappointed in this, that we don't hear more about the, 
the opposition from China and Russia against WHO. But just yesterday, I think, or day before yesterday, I read an article about uh, Russia opposing uh, WHO and WH and and is actually accusing WHO of uh, of false uh, vaccinations, uh, spreading false vaccinations. We know that Russia has has had its own uh, vaccination. I don't know what it contained. It's very difficult to find out, but uh, during some time, it was very difficult to place uh, uh, anti-COVID uh, articles being translated. Many, many of my articles are normally translated into Russian and published in Russia, but mostly not those that had anything to do with COVID. For some reason, uh, uh, Russia didn't want to contradict uh, uh, the narrative of the of the West in terms of in terms of COVID. But it seems to change now. Uh, that's that's the indication I got from this article. And I think in 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 China the situation is similar. Uh, there was never really uh, an outburst against it. Uh, but uh, and not even because they accused falsely, let me stress falsely, Wuhan of uh, having been the, the origin of, of, of this virus, uh, which certainly it, it was not. Uh, so we are, we are actually seeing, you're right, we are seeing the West like trying to uh, salvage itself uh, by imposing very, very strict rules, rules which have no legal basis whatsoever, but as long as we, the people, do not stand up against it, and we don't, we, we haven't so far, it's uh, maybe not easy, but we should really stand up, and that's why we talk about it, that's why I write about it, that uh, this is a last, uh, a last chance, because if this treaty goes through, they may have a reason to start uh, to, to start cracking down on every country that doesn't conform with the rules, and I call it rules and not not law. And uh, we we have to make sure, in one way or another, that we either go back to our original international legal system, that we have an international court of justice which doesn't exist anymore, or if it, or if it does, it uh, just serves uh, the uh, the small elite. Uh, but you cannot find nowadays you cannot find any any lawyer or any judge that would go against the system it's just literally impossible because they're they're actually risking their life by doing so and uh, and, and so this, this this is where we stand right now we we have to find a way that the people that there are enough people stand up against their government to make sure that their government do not vote for this treaty at WHO, and uh, th this is this is for me a priority because it's just next in line. Within the next two weeks or so, it uh, will be voted on, and will enter into effect either at the beginning or the middle of two thousand and twenty-four, if it if it is accepted, and uh, and so we have we still have a chance to to uh, to to do something against it. And if this doesn't happen, I think what we what we need to do, uh, we we really need to organize ourselves to to get to, to get out of the UN system, because the UN system, I mean, Guterres is totally in the in in, in the fold of of the World Economic Forum, uh, so is uh, the World Health Organization. So we have to get out of the UN system as it is today, and maybe think start starting, and it's not that difficult. Maybe if we are enough. 
starting thinking of uh, establishing a parallel society with the uh, with the with a different type of economy uh, independently of, of of what is going on and who is uh, dictating our uh, our economy today you have to think about enormous forces and everything is connected you know if i if i go from from who uh, over to credit suisse which is one of those systemic banks that is in the process of being of being collapsed they are not collapsing on their own of being collapsed and being absorbed and the lawsuits are running against the swiss government which then will put these uh, lawsuits, which will they, they certainly will lose, onto on onto uh, the uh, the new bank UBS, which is also a systemic bank. Formerly we called them uh, too big to fail banks, uh, which uh, they will not fail, but they will be absorbed most likely by somebody like uh, BlackRock. For them, it's peanuts, and they have already a stake in both banks. So it's a, it's really would be relatively easy just to take them over. So we have colossus of financial colossus, uh, which are behind, uh, I believe, uh, much of these uh, banking um, failures that we will face that have just started, and there there are more to come. I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the whole idea of the next step that I'm jumping to is the the the, the central bank digital. Uh, currency that will be imposed. Once we have that, then uh, then we will be totally controlled through our through the money. There's no cash anymore. All the debt can be wiped out. The debt, of course, of the elite and of the countries that introduce uh, these currencies uh, can be uh, 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 wiped out or will be wiped out, and we we will be left because this is programmable money. Programmable. According to your behavior, it can be taken away, can be blocked, you can be forced, can expire, you can be forced to buy certain things with the money. And and if, if we allow all that, we have to connect the dots. That's why WHO plus the central bank digital currency uh, plus the failure of uh, Credit Suisse plus the takeover of BlackRock, who has already taken over, you know that probably 60% of the arable lands of Ukraine I mean, we are we are really we're talking about the West. But, but wait, wait, uh, Peter. If, if BlackRock has taken over sixty percent of the arable lands of Ukraine, why are they allowing the British to send in depleted uranium weapons to ruin that land? That's a good question because they wanted the number one priority right now is still to defeat the Russians, and so they were. <laughs> I agree. I mean, this is after absolutely contradictory, but this is this is a fact. Uh, this is uh, this is absolutely their priority is to ruin as much of Russia as possible because because not because they don't like Putin. Putin is actually for them not so much important. He is important because he is a strong man and he defends his country and rightly so. But Russia is one of the most is the the richest country in the world, followed by Africa as a continent. Uh, which have still uh, the, the, the most uh, natural, about 80%, maybe less than 80%, but about 60 to 70% of all the natural resources left, the un unrenewable natural resources. So it is very important, and especially resources which uh, the West needs for its uh, digitization of the world, for its weaponry, 
and digitization of, of, of just about everything. What the Klaus Schwab calls the fourth industrial revolution, where the, the remaining, those that are not killed in the process, humans will become cyborgs or kind of robots uh, with, uh, with chips that have been uh, uh, already uh, patented by Bill Gates. And, you know, it, it goes on and on connecting the dots, all with WHO, uh, starting with WHO. But I could have started with another topic that goes in the same direction. So what really is up absolutely important and I think we could uh, we could add to this. You may have heard of uh, uh, Olaf Scholz's recent three-day trip to Africa, where he invites the African Union, literally fifty-five African countries, to to join the G20s because the G20s are faltering. They are actually nobody believes in them anymore, and he wants to strengthen them with the uh, with with the with, with the African Union countries, fifty-five countries. I mean, it's ridiculous. How can how can you even think of, uh, of of buying Africa? Africa has been suffering for five hundred years under European uh, colonization, and the colonization literally goes on. It had been officially stopped in the early sixties, but it goes on now now economically and financially. And whoever says something against it will be uh, uh, will, will will be silenced. In, in Africa, so this is this is another thing. But the Africans know that, and their their trend is going is is towards east. Uh, their most of the uh, most of the African countries are uh, basically applicants to to the to the BRICS, and and the BRICS are trying to. I mean, BRICS. We have already BRICS plus, and that is Iran, which is almost there. And the whole BRICS apparatus is uh, trying to get into the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, which is a structure, a strategic stru economic structure uh, created by China and Russia. Uh, so if, if all of that happens, uh, then there's absolutely no hope that, uh, that, that uh, Europe and the West will survive. And they will not, but in the meantime, the danger is that they can do a lot of harm until they finally collapse. That's what their purpose is. So there seem to be a couple of hopeful signs here. And one is that the world hasn't gone along with the empire sanctions on Russia. And now we see uh, the birth of a multipolar world as more and more countries are figuring out how to avoid dollars and the sanctions that come with the dollars. So that's a hopeful sign. We have RFK Jr. running for president and leading the charge against the WHO treaty and a lot of other bad things, uh, which I also see as a kind of a hopeful sign, although I have to agree with the naysayers that his chances of surviving, becoming president and radically improving things are fairly slim. Um, but, you know, inshallah, miracles might happen. Uh, we have to keep open to that. So so what, what are you, what's your take on, on those two positive developments? No, I agree with you. These are these are ever so often positive uh, elements, and we have to stress them, especially uh, Robert Kennedy uh, Jr. He he is he has been uh, very much outspoken against WHO. He has come to the fore, and probably with his tenor, he has been able to influence a lot of people who have had no idea what was going on. But uh, since he has influence and he has knowledge and uh, and he has a stature. And he has a, a huge base of ethics. I think uh, he he has had a, a lot of impact and will still have a lot of impact during his campaign. 
So I think you're right. This is a very positive sign. And the fact that he is running against all odds is a positive sign because that shows the world that is the world that is uh, rather in a negative mood, maybe those who are more or less awake and uh, and think what is going to happen with us. Uh, they they start uh, thinking positive if somebody like uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, tries his chances at the at the U.S. presidency, uh, and I think there is a there's a there's actually a, a lot of cooperation going on, some openly and some behind the scene between him and Trump, which is a uh, which is in, a, in many ways uh, amazing, but also between. Uh, uh, him and uh, uh, Tucker Carlson. I mean, these these are people who are trying to uh, find another way of of, of uh, structuring society than a one world order, and that's that's a that's a good say. A good sign. You, you think you think an RFK Jr. Tucker Carlson ticket for president would uh, draw people from both sides of the spectrum and maybe blow up the two party system? So a recent poll showed that showed Trump beating Biden in a landslide. So so Biden is so unpopular that even Trump, after all of the beating he's taken in the media, is still uh, he's way he would win a landslide over Biden if the election were held today. But he's not exactly the world's strongest candidate. So if you imagined uh, Biden, Trump, uh, RFK Jr. with Tucker Carlson uh, kind of contest, I, I actually could see the third party actually winning. I think so too, but so far nobody has declared it a third party. But that could come. Actually, I had some similar thoughts when when I saw saw that this trio together, and uh, and, and and very much in, in in unison at least with the thoughts that we are now discussing. I thought this might be a good basis for a third party, uh, especially because the, both other parties in the U.S. they're totally broke. They're 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 useless. They're they're corrupted, and I think. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Trump sees that as well as uh, as well as Kennedy, and of course, Tucker Carlson. He has said that very often, openly, and um, and so this is this is a yes, this is a positive sign. And I think the year right now we we are going through a very very difficult uh, phase, but I think this phase may end uh, maybe in the end, maybe the the vessel as I call it, this huge vessel will slowly turn. In the, the middle and the second part of this uh, of this year, towards a more favorable, uh, uh, people favorable uh, scenario. That's that's my hope, and that's a positive positive hope. That's what yeah. I it, it seems people are not going along with the program. You know, see, seeing uh, these polls showing Trump beating Biden in a landslide that really shows that people are not accepting the media programming. Absolutely. When it comes to that, that then what what I actually one of my ending scenes in the book Implosion, uh, which I wrote in two thousand and eight, and and for scenes pretty much what what is happening now, not exactly the scene, but the the, the big picture, you you have a you have a scene where people stop reading all the new the, the mainstream media, and uh, and flock to the to the uh, alternative media. Uh, to to get their news, this this is uh, this is something which is already happening. But you know, on the other hand, then you have in Ireland they have just passed a law. Uh, I don't know whether you're aware of that. That just passed a law the last few days, whereby anybody can be declared guilty and imprisoned who follows the non-mainstream media. 
this is this is really really uh, yeah I, I saw that I saw that yeah well technically the law just just says like hate material but of course the problem is they get to define what that means and so exactly but yeah or, or maybe the, the ADL defines it yeah. right the definition of hate material is anything woke and you know woke is as vague as anything. So they can say right, that anything anti-woke, right? I mean, people people who, exactly. who say they're actually yeah, two, they're basically two biological genders, and people who imagine that they're a different gender than they really are 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 wrong. They're deluded. So what I just said would probably be considered hate in Ireland, and I'll be thrown into the Irish Sea or prison if I uh, if I go over to Ireland and say anything like that. <laughs> yeah. and, and if you watch me in Ireland and it goes onto your computer, then you've been harboring hate speech on your computer, and, and you'll be in prison too. So I guess we'll all end up in prison in Ireland. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, joke about this, but Ireland, it's completely insane. It's totally insane. If, if Ireland makes uh, makes actually is a, is a is a case, it's a trial case, and I'm pretty sure the European Union would be the first one to take it over. Yeah, you, you can't make this stuff up these days, can you? Well, well, Peter, we're, we're pretty much at the end of a, of the half hour, and I actually would like to go on. However, uh, I I have uh, a guest in the house, and it's we decided to do a half an hour show today. So I'll bring you in for another half hour uh, before too long, because I owe you owe you a, another uh, half hour conversation. There's still a lot to talk about. Okay, great. Uh, looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Thanks. Always a lot. good checking in with you, Peter. Take care. Take care. You too. Bye bye. Bye.